With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! We are back for another episode of Two Slips and a Gully. If you are keeping count, this is episode 49, which is a bit exciting. Yes, we're getting near to the milestone. Getting near to the milestone. Uh, unfortunately, not the major one. Not the major one. The minor one. <laughs> the one where we, we celebrate and then get our head back down and well, keep means, soldiering It means on. we're not going to get out like slats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, due to our scheduling, we aren't able to fit the last ODI in before we record. So um, we'll just start off by saying, you well done. Thought- the Aussies really dragged it out of the fire <laughs> and managed to win 2-1. Well done. Or... Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I cannot believe that we didn't win that series. We had an absolute dumpster fire. Game two was we we should have locked it up there. We didn't. Then we go yeah. and drop game three. Congratulations to like England. Hot, hot garbage. <laughs> there we go. I think, I think that sort of covers it. We've got the All emotion right. out. Yeah, good. For those of you who are listening on, we will talk about the uh, first two ODIs that we actually have seen, and then we'll just have to wing it from there. Um, so, yeah, if you've been playing or uh, watching on, you've seen that the series is leveled up at one apiece, and it yes. really should already be over. The yeah. Aussies let a fantastic opportunity to get the upper hand in this series slip. Yeah, um, one one all does not really do it justice. Like, that first ODI was so good. Such a good expedition of uh, 50 over cricket. Um, and Australia won. Yeah, which just makes us far happier than the uh, alternative. And then game two, yeah, the uh, well, after, what, 42 overs, the wheels just fell off the Aussies. Uh, it was... They, they got into such a good position. Uh, I, I was just furious, you know. It was it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'd only seen the first, the first innings. Um, and I was at... At Aaron's place, watching it, and um, I had to contain my fury. It was it was pretty hard. <laughs> oh, well, I went. I lasted a little longer than you. You obviously went home, and I stayed up watching yeah. a bit of the batting innings. I think I knocked off about four o'clock in the yeah. morning. I was trying to make sure that I didn't uh, wake up your significant other. <laughs> um, <laughs> Finch. Because that's the most important thing right now, right? Yes, that's it. <laughs> But yeah, so obviously the, the the bowling innings didn't go amazingly well for the, at the back end, which meant that England went in with a bit of momentum. The Aussies started well. I went to bed, and Finch and Labuschagne were well established, and the run chase looked well and truly under control. And then when I woke up in the morning, it was uh, yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. Uh, other things that happened. Wake but, up, take the shortcut to Crick Info, and yep. Swearing Screwed. ensued. Yep. <laughs> Do you catch any of the game at all, Gaz? Yeah, I watched both of them. They were. Um Rather interesting. <laughs> interesting is, a, am sure, a delicate choice of words. All right, we'll get into the nuts and yep. bolts of those games in just a sec. Ah! Got him! There it is! Wicket number 700! And they can't catch him! So, yes, like we said, one apiece after the first two ODIs between Australia and England. We'll start with the first one because, let's face it, it's much happier storytelling yeah. for us. If you um, haven't seen the extended highlights, go and watch it. It's it's it was a great game. Absolutely. Um, and funny enough, we're going to have a good time talking about this, despite the fact that we have to give Mitchell Marsh credit, which is something that we don't like doing. Well, I don't know that we don't like doing it. It's just um, I don't like doing it. <laughs> just, well, it justifies all the time we wasted picking him yeah. when he starts. Doing I mean, there's, well. a, there's nothing against Marsh. It's we just have against the selectors picking Marsh. Yes. So. Yeah. I think um, someone came out and said, like, test cricket is a different kettle of fish because you shouldn't be near there at all. And I was reading online someone saying that um, Sean Marsh has thoroughly 
deserved his selection based on his, on his statistics and he's become a quite a serviceable one-day player. I agree with all of that except for one instance that he deserved his initial selection, which yeah. I don't think he did. But to his credit, he got the, the combination of Australia's just desperate search for a, a fast bowling batting all-rounder. Yeah. And the last name Marsh got him a spot that he shouldn't have got. I'm pretty sure you said Sean Marsh before, though. Yeah, I was about to pick <laughs> up on that. Uh, well, like, but yeah, Mitch we're Marsh. talking about Mitch Marsh. Mitch okay, Marsh, yeah, the all all good, Sorry. All yep. So, yes, so a combination of the Marsh surname and Australia's fanatic search for an all-rounder led to him getting picked before yeah. he deserved it. But since he's made the side, it's hard to argue with an average north of 35 with the bat and, and I think under 33 with the ball. Yeah. He's taken 50 or near enough to 50 ODI wickets. He certainly made a name for himself in the one-day game and should be in a, he should be in every squad. Not necessarily a, a, a starter every single game, yeah. Um, but he should be in every one-day international squad that we've got and more than likely a starter. He's, he certainly ground out a more than respectable career. Yep. And he really saved Australia's bacon in this game. He and um, and Glenn Maxwell, the other guy that we don't normally uh, yeah. typify with smart um, smart innings, is those two who got together in the middle order and and got us on a, a target near enough to three hundred. So um, it was it was great to watch. Uh, England blasted out uh, Warner and Finch pretty early. Marcus Stoinis is continuing his good form from the T twenties. He uh, yeah. looked really really good. Forty three off uh, thirty four balls. Um, really took the attack to the Poms. Uh, Labashane came out again. He copped a pretty good ball from Rashid, but looked very comfortable at the crease before being <laughs> dismissed for 21. And then we were sort of reeling a little bit um, after Labashane got out. We were four for 103. Carey played an awful innings, came and went for a hundred, making oh, us five yeah. for 120. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, we're five down. Yeah. We've got the two guys that are probably – the least reliable, you'd have to say. When you're seeing Maxwell and Marsh at the crease and, yeah. you know, 20... Like you're 20 expecting a, a quick and attractive 30 from, from Maxwell and, and that's about it. Yeah, and there's more than 25 overs to bat and we're like, oh, man, uh. this is going to be a disaster. And those guys combined and really set it up. Marsh ended up 73 off 100 balls. Probably would have liked to see a little bit more uptake towards the end of his innings, mm. sort of pump the score up, but still he batted long and got us to a really commanding total. And then Maxwell, uh, 77 off 59, just hit um, Archer for two sixes before um, mm. before chopping on. So Maxwell was looking really good there. He did. He played a very good inning, so I can't really fault that at all. And then um, who was it? Stark hit a long bomb right at the end to get us to, to 294. Yeah, I, I actually did laugh at that. I, I, I just he really only watched has that. one shot, doesn't he? <laughs> I just, he just waits for it in his slot and whacks it. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't have bowled a worse yeah. 49th. 0.5 over ball yeah, um, to Mitchell I, I Stark. I think it was Chris Wokes yeah. bowling to it, and he bowled so well Yeah, the death. And he and knew it as soon as it came out of his hands, too. He's like, I've, I've done stuffed up here. Yeah, it's like he let the ball go and didn't even wait for the shot. He started running out to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the Aussies, well, looking in dire straits, managed to grind themselves out to, to 294 for nine, which is, you know, all things considered a pretty good start. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, what can you say about um, about Hazelwood? Uh, Ten overs, three maidens, three for twenty six. They just can't get him away. He's two point six runs and over in today's age. Can, in I, ODI. can I point out that last episode I really talked Josh Hazelwood up as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point out the ones where I'm right and just ignore the ones you know that have have been turned out to be ridiculously wrong. I think that's the uh, Shane Warne method of yeah, commentary. He just just <laughs> ignores the ones that this the the absolute clangers. Yeah. Um, Adam Zampa had a return to form. He went for a quite a few runs in the T twenties. Picked up a few wickets, but certainly paid for him. Bounced back. He took four for fifty five in his ten. Um, picked up some really key wickets. He's bowling really well right now. He he picked up Bearstow, who was on eighty four. He got the captain Morgan. Uh, he picked up Butler, which was a huge wicket. Um, in 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 the big scheme of things, and yeah, really went he and Hazelwood really went the distance to get Australia to the victory there. Uh, big innings from Sam Billings as well. Got his got a hundred hundred eighteen off hundred and ten balls. Um, yeah. really kept England in the fight, but unfortunately, just uh, 
just ran out of weapons after we did some damage with the. I know with I said this ball. on our uh, Facebook page, but what about that straight drive off Mitchell Stark that Billings played? He was left arm around the wicket, and he just punched him down like it was it was nothing. Yeah, he was. He was a pretty shot. Classy. Yeah, looking I batsman. mean, he's English, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still admiring that shot. One thing that was concerning is um, our our golden bowler, the number one te- ranked test bowler in the world, went for seventy four off his ten, which is uh, not can, a fantastic. He can concern. be expensive in the uh, in the shorter form. They really took to him though. Yeah, the one that, one who was pressing about, I know Aaron probably doesn't like it, was Mitchell Stark. I thought he bowled well. Oh, Starkey always bowls well. Why wouldn't yeah. I be impressed with Starkey bowling well? I don't know. <laughs> The other Mitchell Marsh is the one that no, I don't no. like. He's, he's not there. <laughs> he took it's one. Just the Mitchell. Go- he <laughs> took one for twenty nine off his five overs and um, really did a good job. Um, I really kind of like the balance this Australian side has got. They've got Stoinis, um and Maxwell in there, so they got um, yeah they got emergency bowlers. They got forty overs out of their their four bowlers: Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, and Zampa. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Cummins, were excellent returns for their ten overs. Cummins, you know, seven point four runs and over is. It's on the expensive side, but you've, you've seen yeah. worse the way the game's gone in one-day cricket yep. nowadays. Um, but then they've got, out of the other out of the other 10 overs, they got five out of Marsh, one for 29 with a maiden. Uh, Maxwell went for a runner ball, and Stoinis went for just a little bit over a runner ball. But they only conceded one boundary. Yeah. in well, The two boundaries <coughs> in the five overs that they bowled. So you know, obviously they were knocking around for singles, but they weren't being... Well, who else? Super expensive. Who else in the team can actually bowl other than Finch? Uh, Labashane. Uh, I probably wouldn't give him one day overs, no, but he's not one day overs. Um, but that's probably about. But like, that's that's plenty. Yeah, that's a, seven bowling options yeah. there. So, there, and we've there. seen Marsh, Maxwell, and Stoinis at various points in their careers bowl out in a yeah. one day game. Yeah. So, yeah. if I think it's a really good. It's a really good mix. You've got four guys that'll give you forty, and then you've got three guys that on their day can give you ten. But if they can't, then they don't have to. They don't have to. And the same thing is if if Cummins was going for even more, you could probably have given the way Marsh was bowling a couple of extra overs in. Yeah, in no. in that one as well. So no. I think it's I think it's a good balance. And then yeah, obviously you've got um, and there's different types of bowlers as well. Like if it's if it's turning or if it's a slow pitch, you can get Maxwell on and. Give him. I think Maxwell's time. really underrated in his ability to play as a one-day international spinner. Like, I think I think yeah. he's a very, very, very clever cricketer. He's, he's never going to take. He's never going to challenge the um, you know all-time wicket leader for ODIs. He's not that sort of bowler, but he's got enough. You know, he's wily enough to not get pumped. So you can give the ball to him, knowing that yeah. he's probably going to cost you at worst a roundabout to run a ball. He, he kind of reminds me of, um, and you can set fields to him. He's, he's like uh, like Sanath Jayasuriya's bowling. You know, it wasn't amazing, but he did better than what you would expect him to do. I think it's maybe a little slight on Jayasuriya there. He ended up with quite a few one-day international wickets, but I get where yeah. you're coming from. He's skilled enough. He's wasn't over the top skilled, but yeah. You know, he did what he needed to at a really high level. Yeah. Same with Maxwell. I don't, yeah, he's just a guy that will give you nice, solid. How many overs you want to bowl him? He's not going to be absolute garbage. Yeah. He's not going to give you too many balls that you can really just let the pressure off. Um, and then if he picks up a bunch of wickets, he picks up a bunch of wickets. So, yeah. yeah so, Australia go to a 1-0 lead in this game. Um, a really complete performance. Uh, maybe lacking some runs at the top of the order. But England bowled very well. Um, Wokes went... Got a wicket. Arch picked up three. Wood picked up three. Um, Moen Alley got ten overs in this one, and I think that's the biggest weakness in the England side at the moment. Yeah. Without Ben Stokes being there, is their fifth bowling option. Mm. Um, one thing that was startling me and you while watching it together is just, just the the commentators just don't seem to see what the statistics are screaming about Moen Alley. They're all, all through the second game, they were talking about having England missed a trick not picking Moen Alley in this side. Moen Alley's averaging, I think, 85 with the ball in the last 18 months and yeah. under 20 with the bat. Yeah, I mean, they would probably, yeah, it's under 20 with the bat. I think that's the most concerning. Like, they would argue that he's not there to take wickets. He's, he's there but to he's, contain. In this game, he bowled 10 overs. Yeah. They, they bowled five bowlers. 
yeah. all got ten overs. So yeah. he's he's a front line bowler. Right. For an ODI. Like that's he, he has to be he has to contribute. I mean he didn't go mm. for eight runs, he only went a run a ball, but still he Yeah, I'm just trying to find their argument. <laughs> just, I just I just don't like, I don't see the appeal of Mo and Ali at the moment. Like no. he's we've never been fans oh, of Mo and Ali. He's no. never been exceedingly good. No. I mean his career average is fifty with the ball. Mm. And and I think I think you actually made the point. I think people are actually starting to realise Mo and Ali actually wasn't that good to begin with. And when when yeah. he first came out, he 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 seemed fairly. I always saw him as much more of a, a batsman than a bowler. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. When he when he first burst onto the scene, he was much more adept though. Like he he looked scary. Did, he looked like he could do a lot. Didn't he open the batting for England in the world the twenty fifteen World Cup? He was their opening batsman. I'm pretty sure. I, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Um, um, and if not for the whole tournament, for most of it. Yeah. And you'd look like a an aggressive top order uh, batsman. I mean, like, that his, his, his overall statistics in tests are, are still pretty good. And there was times when he was taking a lot of wickets. And I, I don't understand how, but he was. Um, so maybe they're looking at, at, at those stats. Not sure. Maybe it's the balance but, of the side. But I'm but happy if they keep picking him right now because it's, uh, you know, he just seems like easy pickings. He does have this knack over the course of his career is every time you really start questioning his value to the side, he'll come up with that one really – it's like the – remember when Mitchell Johnson was going through that massive slump in the middle of his career and everyone was yeah. calling for him to be dropped and then just he'd pick up a bag of wickets. <laughs> yeah, and then, at, at Perth. At, yeah, it, was it was always at Perth. At Perth. <laughs> and then, you know, all of us, you know – Armchair experts were sitting there going, "Oh, great! He's picked up his allotment from Perth. Now the selectors are going to be. We just took seven for the match in Perth. He's turned the corner, and we're going to be putting up with yeah. another twelve months of Marsh <laughs> of Johnson not even hitting the pitch." I think that's kind of how Ali's career has gone in the last sort of two years. It's every time the questions being asked, he's come up with the uh, just to, yeah. something to to shut the naysayers up. So I'm kind of worried if he gets picked for the third ODI tonight. He could have one of those uh, excellent performances. Who are you going to replace him with, though? Hmm. They they haven't had a good spinner since Graham well, Swan. Well, Adil Rashid is their primary spinner. Well, yeah. So they they went the um and, the extra bowl. And he they is went. looking very dangerous. Like he's, he does. Well, like, he looks good. We should just be like ten overs, <laughs> no wickets. <laughs> While we're on it, let's go and move to the uh, the second ODI. So as yeah. we've alluded to, Mo and Ali got replaced in this one, and they brought in the other Curran, Sam Curran, um, and just played with the one specialist spinner, which I thought was a bit. Uh, concerning is that they've played already played an ODI on this, so you would have thought the wicket would be low and slow, and as we saw, it was perfect conditions for a second spinner. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible to watch. Um, and the Aussies got off to a fantastic start. They got yeah. Bairstow out for a duck. Stoinis run out Jason Roy, who was um, that was a great run out. Looking, well, he was looking a little, a little. A little scrappy. He did hit 12 off one over off Hazelwood, and yeah. that was brought yeah. up the bulk of his score. Um, but then Joe Root Joe, scratched around for about three weeks. Yeah, 39 <laughs> off 73. Yeah, but so he was on 13 off 40 he was something. Off two off 30. Like, he oh, was, was really struggling. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was. And Mor- I'm like, this is great. <laughs> Morgan was the only batsman in the top order that looked fluent at all, and he was really going after it. He got to a point maybe once he hit 20 where he was – Almost hacking. He was being mm. very proactive and aggressive. Very third grade. Um, <laughs> the the bowlers were fantastic. Um, Mostly. Stark, two for 38. Hazelwood, again, 10 overs, one for 27. And like I said, 12 of them were off one over. Yeah. So he was nine for 15. Mm. Nine overs, one for 15. Off, if you take that one out, like those, that's a phenomenal return. And yeah. Josh Hazelwood really proving that you can be effective without having a, a kit bag just full oh. of tricks. Um, Don't get me started early on that. Cummins, one for 56. Marsh, again, I think his figures flatter him a little bit, to be honest. Um, he was one, eight overs, one for 49, so a little bit over a run of ball. Uh, I didn't think he looked very dangerous, though. They sort of, they were talking about bringing Zamper on after the, the openers had done their work. They had Cummins at one end. And um, but they were really struggling to hit the ball off the square, so they brought yeah. Marsh on. And 
I don't think Marsh bowled particularly well. He just didn't go for many runs early in his in his uh, in his game. Like he, mm. I don't think he really troubled them in terms of taking their wickets. He just. He, he, he bowled just bowled a field. defensive line, yeah. And when he did get it wrong, there were fielders in the spot to make sure it was only a one or a two as opposed yeah, to I mean, the he, boundaries. He, he bowled to his field, no doubt, but he didn't attack the stumps. Really. Um, Zampa, again, was phenomenal. He got uh, three for uh, 36 off his 10. I just feel so bad for Zampa and, and Hazelwood because of what happened in those last eight overs. <laughs> and, yeah, so I'll throw it to you to just – or do you want me to – uh, cover it to save you up because I know that you're itching to get. Oh, the I may as well out. just get into it. I mean, if, if you saw those, if you saw those, uh, are we going to do the theme music? I what what just staggers me about those last eight overs? I I don't know how many many they got, but it was way too many. Like the way they the Aussies just didn't wouldn't bowl straight. They were just bowling slower balls that were short and just waiting, and they were just getting hit all over the place. And I just don't understand whatever happened to bowl full and straight at the end. What happened to that? You remember when they used to do that and it used just, to work? Just to egg like, you on a little bit, they were 8 for 166 one, one in 60. the 40th over yeah, and finished up 9 for 231. Right. So quite a lot of runs in the yeah. last 10. <laughs> That's a lot of runs. And and it's it's from a number 9 and number 10 batsman, no. right? No. You're looking at the Aussie score. <laughs> I'm going to make it even worse, Glenn. They right. were eight for 149. Eight for 149. And in how many the, How many the, overs? In the 40th over. Yeah. So in the last over, they were 75, 76 runs. 76 runs. And they only had two wickets left. And that's a number nine and number 10 batsman. And there was just like, hardly anything on the stumps. Yeah. Well... I I just don't buy this rubbish that the commentators try and feed us about not going for the Yorker. I don't understand it. It's this they keep saying, Oh, if they if they go for the Yorker and they just miss, it's right in the slot. No, like if you go for the Yorker and you just miss, it's still pretty hard to get under and hit for six. Like other, it's 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 like <laughs> the other thing too is you like I I get the rationale behind it because it is in the slot and if you get it wrong it's right in the slot so if you throw yeah. the wide yorker it's it's harder to hit yeah but it also takes two modes of dismissal out yeah so exactly. if you bowl you, you I think you need a, it you can't be a steady diet of one thing yeah, or the I'm other just, you need to be able to mix it up and I yeah, think yeah. your first port of call has got to be attack the stumps yeah. especially to. Curran and Rashid, like those guys are batting at nine and ten for a reason. Mm. Set your field back, long off, long on, Mm -hmm. pitch it up full and straight and go, if you're good enough to hit over our heads for six, then do it. If you get it wrong, you're going to get caught in the deep or I'm going to bowl you. And then if he gets hold of you, that's when you start throwing the change up. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to have some some slower balls and some off-base deliveries, but (laughs) I just – I don't understand – I understand that the 2020 game has influenced the 50 over game, but it's not the same game, right? You know, like in the 20 over game, the only way you can get bowled out is to basically lose one wicket every two overs, okay? So you can understand they'll be walking around, you know, trying to sweep full deliveries off fast bowlers and doing all the crazy stuff that they do. But they had 10 overs to bat and they had two wickets, right? That's 60 deliveries. <laughs> you know, if, if they're going to go walking around and try and sweep and, you know, and I don't know, Dilshan hook, reverse lap over, you know, whatever, like let them do it and just take their stumps out because one of those, two of those 60 deliveries is going to go clattering into the stump. Well, the, the Aussies tried the strategy of because the wicket was so low and slow, they were whacking yeah. the ball into the pitch and making <sighs> them hit it square yeah. and had the field to set, which I think is a fine 
strategy, but yeah, they were getting. They should they were, have been aware that it wasn't working. They were maneuvering <laughs> it into areas where they were picking up twos or beating the field, yeah. and I think that's fine. It is a slow wicket. It's hard to to hit those off pace bounces, and you saw quite a few of them that they were getting wrong. But I think that there was, it was just almost. I think Marsh bowled an over that was almost exclusively short, yeah. and then he picked up a wicket when he pitched it up and bowled Tom Curran. Like, yeah. Oh, it was too late by then, though. And like, how many they, times they did had we their see foot you... on their throat? That was that, that's the equivalent of you know having someone in a chokehold in in the UFC, and, then <laughs> and they're almost go. passed out, and they, you just kind of let them go and start celebrating early or yep. something. Or you let them go and know. go. You know, it'd be much better well, is if we decide to instead of choking you out, we'll just let you go and then punch you until you get knocked out. Like <laughs> you've got it won. Just win it the way you've been playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just yeah, I don't understand this. Off pace, you need to have seven different slower balls to succeed in this. Like it just screams of overthinking. You know, Glenn McGrath did not have seven different slower balls. He maybe had two. He had the one that comes out of the back of his hand, and he had the one, the split fingers one. That's all I can remember him ever bowling, and he bowled at the death. And he would bowl those off pace balls, yes, but half the time he would. Slot it in and hit the block hole. Yeah, you know? I know McGrath is one of the best ever, but like Hazelwood's not that far behind him. Stark isn't that far behind him as far as bowling Yorkers goes. Um, and Pat Cummins is supposed to be the best, you know, bowler in the world right now. You can't, yeah. you can't tell me that he can't hit a Yorker every so often. Well, Mitchell Stark's the second best Yorker bowler I've ever seen. Yeah, yep. who's the best? Was he Macram? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't – you'd never forget those ones. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't buy it, you know. I think I think it's just a bit of a, a cop-out, a, a reason to show more variety. Well, I, I'm, I'm with you, especially when you're batting, bowling to the tail. You need to be asking the tail hard questions. Yeah. And when the ball – when they've got no chance of getting bowled and they've got nothing to lose, then they can throw the bat at those wide ones. Like, how many times did we see Adil Rashid get underneath – the white, the, like a misbold wide Yorker, and then just hit it over gully point down to third man for two or four, yeah. uh, or the ones where you've whacked it into the pitch and they just sort of step back and then just bunt it into a gap between mid wicket and square leg and then yeah. run back for two. Like that's the that's what we get taught all the time in uh, you know playing junior cricket is you pitch it up, make them hit it into the V because yeah. you pitch it up, you can control where they hit it. Mm. You, Bowl it short. You can bowl. Yeah, they can hit it three hundred and sixty degrees. It just smacks of overthinking to me. Like, okay, rather than spending heaps and heaps of time in the nets perfecting these slower balls, and guess what? It doesn't matter how many different ones you have; they all do the same thing. They go slower. That's it. Like, it's not like they react in a in a different way. Okay, well, all right. If you're worried about missing your Yorker length and getting in the slot, work on executing. Don't spend hours on these crappy little stupid, like, <laughs> slow, top-spinning, you know, Disco I don't know, flippo, I don't know, whatever it is that you're trying to do, all right? Just stop doing it. Hit the stumps. This is twice <laughs> that we've seen once at Headingley and now here where Australia really lost the plot bowling yeah. to uh, batsmen they shouldn't. Yeah. Where they've just they've just overthought it, and, yeah. and I think and I still think that there is. I know that the game has come a long way since McGrath was executing what he was executing, but I still think the primary role job should have been let's bowl a delivery that has the maximum opportunity of getting him out, which would have been, you know, top of off sort of line, yeah, Yorker length on the stumps, LBW bold, nicks off, all those sort of ones. And then if he gets hold of them, that's when you've got your change up, the wider Yorker, the slower ball bouncer, the things like that. Yeah. So, But the primary one, the ball that should be facing the most is the ball that is most likely to get him out. And then when he, if, he, mm. and when, if you're asking a number nine or number ten batsman to be clearing over the bowler's head, over long on, long off every ball, yeah. then... It, it looks good once or twice, but it's, he's not going to be able to consistently yeah, do it. Yeah, not if the calibre of bowlers he's, he's facing. How many times do you Who think are you bowling Adil- to? You're not bowling to Joe Root. You're not bowling to these... To Joss Butler. Yeah, no, Mitchell's, amazing attacking batsmen. Does Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins really think when they're walking out that, God, I hope that Adil Rashid doesn't hit me for 10 yeah. sixes over the back of my if, head? If, they're thinking, if no, I'm going to uproot this guy's stumps. He bats at 10. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, uh, I just don't. I don't understand it. Do you think it's a game plan? Uh, I think what it was is they got too caught up in how slow the pitch was. Yeah. And so they were asking the batsmen to do the hard work, which is create their own pace and play cross bat shots square of the wicket, knowing that if you want to clear the boundary, we've got you know this ring field on the leg side. And they were too maybe concerned, like the the way the pitch is situated, you had one re- one short side, one really long side. Yeah, so they were yeah. preoccupied and uh, trying to bowl deliveries just, that forced I, them to hit it too the long side. I just remember a time when bowling slow and short was shit. (laughs) Like it it was the wrong thing to do. And it just, Mm. it just boggles my mind that now they do it deliberately. Slow and short. When you're batting. I can bowl slow and short. When you're batting and it comes down slow and short and you're like, oh, I'm going to smash this. Yeah. You, you, Glenn, Glenn's hit the nail on the head. They're overthinking it. There, yeah. there was just too much reading the conditions, reading the, the shape of the pitch, and then not enough on how do we get this guy out. Well, let's just bowl him yeah, yeah. and work from there. Like to if me, he's going to be it, clearing it, his front leg and going after us, it, well, then let's see how good he is. It smacked of the, uh, the sort of modern way of like – Having so much analysation on on stuff, you know, having your your bowling coach's input and your head coach's input and your, you know, however many people are in your squad, you know, input. Tactics by committee. It it never works. We know that. Um, (laughs) If you're wondering why we're so animated about this, it's because England went from being lucky to score 200 to scoring 230, which from where they were is... Ludicrous. Just downright outrageous. And then we got bundled out for 207 in one of the all-time epic batting collapses that I think we've ever seen. Um, started off... Since the last time they played. It's, it started off pretty even, Stevens, if I'm fair. Um, Archer picked up Stoinis and Warner. The ball he got Stoinis with was fantastic. To be fair, Stoinis didn't get in a great position to play the ball, but I don't reckon you're going to cop a bouncer like that more than half a dozen times his whole career, let alone, yeah. like, you could excuse well, him like, for I'm, getting a I'm ball I'm giving Stoinis a pass. I think he's played really well this series. I, I think Warner's playing like a Muppet. Yeah. Well, I don't well. know. Warner's got a couple of absolute jaffers to get oh, out as well. Yeah. That one, Joffre bowled him. Yeah, the one oh. that he got him in the last game where he bowled him, like, that's you, – you can't do much about that. As a, left, uh, a left-handed yeah. batsman, you just go, well – that sucks. Like, that's and you walk off. The, the, he didn't have a particularly great ball to get out this one, but uh, what's concerning about Warner is he just seems to pick a guy and just the guy gets all over him. Broad got him in the last series. Yeah. I think uh, actually he was only dismissed by two bowlers. It was Broad and Archer in that toast. Yeah. Broad got him seven times. Archer got him three times. And now I think he's been dismissed by Archer every game of this tour. So yeah. I don't know whether or not that's just – it's just is there any Englishman who doesn't who don't get him out? Is <laughs> well, the luck of anyone the draw, else, or whether or not Warner actually buys into this whole thing and then starts to feel the pressure of, we man, I've gotten I've gotten out to this guy last couple of times, and then it just builds on him. It doesn't strike me as a Warner thing to do. He's so no, I think rash he's, and cavalier, and he's got so much bravado. But he's uh, one person who's not going to overthink it. <laughs> But you know, it, you know, he might underthink it. He's had I two. Think that's the thing. Two tours to England, and he's managed to f- make himself a bunny out of two different bowlers. So yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a. I don't know. I, I can understand where he's coming from, though. Like we've all had that. Oh, I don't want to face this guy. Moment. Um, yeah. And as an opening batsman, you kind of have to. Do you, do, I've got do you, you think- a few times, Gary. By the way, yes, I know. <laughs> do, Aaron do you- got me once. Oh, man, I've never let him forget it either. Um, do you think there's a bit into that? Do you think Warner is sort of getting to the crease and getting a bit antsy when he sees yep. Archer coming in? It's, yep. it's got his Archer's in his head a bit? Yep. I reckon you get him out there and if someone else opens a bowling that's not Archer and he gets a few away, he'll go all day. Do we do, we do what we South Africa try to do with Daryl Cullinan and just <laughs> move him in the order? Yeah. So we just yeah. bring Shane Warren up the order and um, – Just swap Stoinis and um, – I tell you what, I re- Warner around. I remember <laughs> some of those games where Daryl Cullinan opened the batting. He looked amazing. Until we decided so to open the bowling with Shane yeah. Warren. Yeah, but they brought him They brought him up to, to open. Yeah, he did. And it was the third over. Yeah. And I think they pulled off rifle and uh. – yeah, Warney. <laughs> it was it was it was one over. 
Go yeah. on. And yeah. Warnie went back to wherever you were standing and he continued yeah, on. He wasn't that much of a, a... I think it was it was so much in his head. Oh. Yeah. He was a good player. But anyway. He, he should have done way better. <laughs> <laughs> like Daryl Cullen and should actually be known as a pretty good player. But right. I suppose it just, comes, comes back to two. Like you think about um, uh, McGrath and Atherton. Yeah. Oh, he he was a bunny, and I I I think there was a lot there were a lot of the same. There was actually it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard Shane Warren say. I think it was a promo for what it was one of the Ashes tours. I don't know if it was the 2014-15 one or the two thousand and thirteen one, but uh, Warney was doing a voiceover and they had highlights of. Um, you know, just Ashes gone by. And he was saying things like, and who can forget those battles? McGrath versus Athers. Don't you do it, Athers. Don't you get out to McGrath again. I want a piece of you. And while that was going on, <laughs> McGrath had got him out. And then, then when he said, I want a piece of you, there was, you know, the one time that Athers had managed to survive long enough for Warren to bowl at him and Warren got him out. And I thought, yeah, you know, I know that Warren didn't come up with that, that some script writers but that's actually pretty funny like <laughs> yeah. don't you don't you do it don't you get out to McGrath again yeah um yeah i think yeah there must i wonder how much plays in athletes at that level that especially guys who were supremely confident like warner that if there really is because because broad was all over him i reckon his confidence then, is shot well you think about it he had how much time off come back got toweled up by broad yeah and hasn't really done much since. Like you've had. Well, the problem is his his confidence then gets reinforced in conditions in Australia, where the ball doesn't move. He scores three hundred. Yeah, but I'm. I'm and so- everyone forgets about how terribly he did in the I'm, Ashes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pakistan. I'm sorry, New Zealand. <laughs> but they were muppets. Let's let's be brutally honest. They both. But they all played really poorly. Uh, New Zealand I, I shouldn't have been Muppets, though. No, I, can, I can accept Pakistan not playing well out here. No, they New sent Zealand a development squad. They did. Basically, they sent a development squad. And when you pick two guys in your squad that are 16, yeah. Yeah. you just to their first ever tour is going to be in Australia, you're asking for a world of hurt. Um, but, but yeah, I, I kind of... Do you think it's do you think it's the bowlers, or do you just think Warney just... Not Warner, I should say, can't play in England? I think he can play in England. He's oh. played enough. Um, we well, did have a really, cricket. really successful World Cup as well. So, yeah. I, I, I think it's I the, think it those comes. bowlers have got into his head, yep. which is a bit scary to think. Yeah. Moving on with the train wreck that was this chase. So um, Finch looked pretty good. Like the pitch was, it was yeah. a dog of a pitch. It was really hard to get the ball away. Well, they shouldn't have let them get to two thirty. Okay. Mm, yeah. Anyway, you're moving right. on. You're right. And <laughs> but England would have had the same conditions as yes, well. It looked exactly. like it was a very hard pitch to actually really start excelling um yeah. and which is why it's was so important that once you get in that you actually go on with it uh yeah. finch got to to 73 labashane got to 48 looking really good in in you know conditions that weren't super free flowing and then they got out and then this the collapse happened i think we lost six for 22 um marsh bowled for a duck uh maxwell bowled for one current cummins bowled like all these plays, uh, Finch was bold. Labuschagne was LBW. It looks like yeah. England were maintaining keeping the ball pitched up, which is what mm-hmm. we didn't oh. do. So surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we all fell apart. So this is just this. So we went um, one for nine, th- two for thirty-seven, three for one hundred and forty-four, four for one hundred and forty-five, five for one hundred and forty-five, six for one hundred and forty-seven. Seven for one seventy six, eight for one sixty six, nine for one seventy six, all out two oh seven. We lose by what twenty four runs, and we probably gave England thirty yeah. or forty more than they should have got. Yeah. Um. This this really hurts. Yeah. Because well, <sighs> we should have. This is this is what we used to do to other teams. We mm. would two thirty one is yeah. not a great score to start with. Even going back as back to you know. This turn of the century yeah. teams where Australia was the Australia was, you know, you could probably pick three Australian sides yeah. and they'd be in the top four. You'd yeah. have Australia be one, Australia A'd be two, mm. and then whoever was in form would be three, and then Australia and then, uh, B would Rand, be Randwick second. And then, then the Australian <laughs> B side would be the fourth best team in the world. We had so much one day uh, depth 
And we'd get yeah. ourselves into positions like that, 2.30, we're behind the eight ball, we've stuffed up with the bat, and then we'd do exactly this. We'd get the job done with the ball, and now yeah. it's being done to us. Yeah, and as soon as I saw that they'd lost, um, it took me back to my childhood because this is what my grandfather used to do. He would always – I think I've, I've said this before – He'd always do like little 20 cent bets <laughs> with me as a kid and he'd always be on England. And it was back when Australia was led by Alan Border and they were just on the cusp of being good, of being, you know, really good. Um, and they would get into winning positions all the time and then just find a way to lose. Um, and so my grandfather used to call it the Australian team the stumble bums. <laughs> so I was watching that and I'm just like, return of the stumble bums. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. Because you think about it. You think about the amount of times that we've had England in particular on the rack, including tests and one-dayers and 2020s as well, and we've just let our foot off their throat. They have picked up their game. A lot. Yeah, better. they're they're a lot better. Yes. They've imported a lot of really good talent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, like a lot of that has been our own doing. That like that amazing Stokes partnership, not taking any away anything away from that innings. It was amazing. But we did allow it to happen as well through poor tactics. Yeah. Hazel would bowled yeah. exceedingly poorly in that heading at the back end of that headingly test. Like we were in a position to win that test. And that would have meant we won the Ashes, not exactly. just retained them. And, yeah, I mean, I, as much as it was great to retain the Ashes, like I, I was really hoping that they would win them. Yeah, and it really um, it really stung that we didn't actually end up winning we, them. Yeah. And I mean, it would have been a fantastic win. It would have been the test. We didn't get to play with Steve Smith. Yeah. You know, the, the guy that had just was scoring runs for fun against England to the point they had to break him so we couldn't yeah. win. Um, and mm. the same with this one. We 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 – this is the number one ODI team in the world. Yeah. They're the reigning World Cup winners as much as that. Co-winners. Yeah. yeah. They're co-winners. This but has got a It doesn't say that on the trophy. It says yeah, exactly. the World and Cup they, winners. Either and way, they, they beat us. They, they beat well, us. So. It was 1-1 in the World we Cup. We should be hungry. They be, they won the main one, though. Mm. They won the important but one. But the thing is, yeah, we can take away that New Zealand probably deserved to win that, yeah. that World Cup, but that doesn't take away from the two-plus years that England have been the ODI side to beat leading up to that World oh, Cup. Like yeah, Owen, I understand that. I Owen Morgan that has revolutionised that team. But and we should have won. More, we should have beaten them in exactly. their backyard. We, all we the had more them, reason. Had them on the rack. We <laughs> should have locked this series up and beaten them in their own backyard. Tighten that chokehold. Wait until the arm hits the ground, you know. And, <laughs> and, and it, it's all about playing winning cricket and you've just got to yeah. like – England have, have learned how to win in positions that they shouldn't win in and where, yeah. you know, we've lost that we're, edge now. We're, we're losing in positions where it should be un, unlosable. Uh, we're, we're, we're choking. And that's, we're that's stumbling gonna, even. That's got to come down to your captaincy and it comes down to your coaching and, like, it, it's just simply not good enough. This is not something that we associate it, with Australian It has cricket. nothing to do with their quality either. That's what, what gets me. It just has to do with tactics and just I don't know it just seems to be that it's, the, it, Finch and Finch and well, let's go through it Finch and Warner are definite upper level borderline world 11 yeah one day international opens yeah maybe not they don't walk in but they're definitely in that conversation mm -hmm. um Stark Cummins Zampa all excellent one day bowlers both Stark yeah. and Zampa have been have uh, are very decorated in terms of their one day into, I think Zampa's led the calendar year and wickets taken. Yeah. Um, Stark averages something ridiculous, like 22. Like, yep. they're great. Uh, um, Maxwell on his day will win a game. Like, by, Maxwell, by himself. Maxwell on his day is probably the most talented yeah. batsman in the world. Yeah. Yes, India, I'm even including Virat Kohli. Max, Glenn Maxwell on his day is better than anyone I've ever seen. Unfortunately, yeah. It's very rarely his day. It's so frustrating because I don't think I've seen a more talented batsman than Glenn Maxwell get it wrong so often. Yeah. But he is a, a world-class batsman when he gets it right. We've got the players there to be a very, very good one-day international side. 
Yeah. And it's now just time. We've got to sharpen that edge. We're just, we're like, yeah. we, oh, well, what about, we were, what we were the, ordinary in the field. What is going on with Alex Carey, by the way? Like, he, he batted terribly. He had a really like, good World Cup. And this, yeah. since then, I don't think he scored higher than 40 in a one-day international innings. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I wanted to bring this up, actually. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone's really... Let, let's like, dish the dirt on, real, on this professional really, athlete. really giving it to Alex Carey. Yeah. In the last game, he had the third high score. Um, Did you watch the innings, though? No, uh, he, looked, he looked scratchy as, <laughs> as hell. However, he still had the third high score. Yeah. And I, everyone's really giving it to him that, oh, you had a great World Cup. Why aren't you doing excellent things now? Like, I understand he had a great World Cup. He's also been sitting at home twiddling his thumbs for near on 12 months. Mm. Like, what do you but, expect? But did you yeah, also see I, like, Did you I also see his innings in the first ODI? It was also pretty average. Well, like, I don't. And, and I it wasn't just average. It was really, really stupid. He had two top-edge sweep shots in yeah, and over. I he, I, he, he had, like, he had a chance to rehearse that. Yeah, but nobody. Get it, get it wrong twice, and he played the same shot. But to, then to, they're, to, they're not talking about David Warner. They're not, and he he. Oh, Warner's getting talked about heaps. Ah, uh, not keeps, as, not as much as it. Just because I think but, the but Warner was dismissed by an amazing delivery at least one of the times. Um, Carey just just got it wrong tactically. I like Alex Carey. I like a lot what he does in the domestic game over here. I think he's yeah. certainly worth looking at. But I think the criticism level to Alex Carey is is quite justified. He hasn't had any yeah. innings of note since the World Cup. Um. Where's, and we really where's need your to. head at? Um, <laughs> and it, it's, it's even more telling that we've got two wicket keepers in the squad. Um, I'm sure they're getting ready to, to to name the sides for the upcoming. As we're, we're recording this, it's yeah. uh, we're probably about an hour away from when the the game will start. Yeah, it's a quarter to, to nine. To be honest, Wednesday. I would be astonished if Australia went in with Alex Carey as their wicket keeper. It's got to be you either blood. Josh Philippi, which I don't think is the best thing to do for a deciding game. Yep. But Matthew Wade's got to come into it somewhere, I, I Matthew imagine. Wade hasn't kept in years. The, yeah. That's all right. He's kept, and he's a better batsman. <laughs> and it, you know, yeah. <laughs> Look, it, I, I get where you come from. He keeps for um, Hobart, doesn't he? Uh, I think so. And does he keep for Tasmania? I'm pretty sure he still keeps for Tasmania. I don't think he does. If Tim Payne's not there, I think he keeps for Tasmania. Yeah, which is he's sure. also in the test team, so But he's only recently in the test team. He's been I'm pretty sure he's been keeping for he was keep he was keeping for almost exclusively for Victoria until yeah. he went up to bat at three or four. Mm. And I think he went to Tasmania and I still think he kept the gloves there. Like it's 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 Hasn't been that long removed since he's been I, keeping. Look, I think he and it's only a one-day international game. You're not asking him to keep for 160 overs in a scorching heat in Mumbai. You're. I think he, I think he can do it. I just don't think he wants to. Yeah. Well, you got to be the team guy, and at the moment, I just I just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel for Alex Carey. And at some point, we we demand this of guys like Mitch Marsh and people like that that aren't doing the job. If you've got people in the wings. Yeah, Alex Carey hasn't really done anything this whole tour. We're down to the last game, and we need to win it. Yeah, um, I mean he's not he's not immune. David Warner hasn't had a great series either, and I think with um, with Steve Smith coming back, there is that potential to maybe open with Marcus Stoinis. Mm. Um, but so, but Warner, I think is he's got a, he's got runs in the bank. Dave Warner, we know he's a good one day international. Yeah. Opener Alex Carey still hasn't nailed down this spot in the side, and guys like Warner with the yeah. the 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 credentials they've got, they get a stay of execution. You earn yeah. that by being a long time performer. Alex Carey hasn't yet said, "I am definitely your long term short form keeper." Yeah, he's had some great performances that make it look like he's going to be there, but he uh, should have been able to turn that World Cup campaign into something really special, and he just. Hasn't quite got it nailed down no, yet. No, he's playing airy fairy shots all over the place. Um, like, and you've got to punish guys for doing that. It's yeah. like, and that's the way that you get it. If you're not going to play winning cricket, then you're not going to play. I, I don't I'll mind, find someone else who will. I don't mind about the performance. I don't mind like if if guys get the occasional low score. But, but, you've got to but get when the- someone gets it so wrong and and pretty much gives their wicket away, that that's when you've got to worry. And that's absolutely what happened. Absolutely, what he did in the first ODI, the second one. 
Oh, the second one? No, you're right. Yeah, it was the first the one. The first one. Where yeah. he played those just sweep shots all the time and kept getting out. Yeah. Um, I'm by no means putting Alex Carey on the rack and saying he's done because I think he's he, – we've seen it playing in the Big Bash and we've seen it playing domestically for um, for South Australia. He's a very talented player, but, yeah. you know, this is, this is game three. It's a tied series. We need to win it. Do we really think that Alex Carey is going to turn the corner in this game? Well, it'd be nice for him to do it, but I don't think <laughs> we've, we've got a carry fan here. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm a carry fan I, as well. I, but I love carry. I, I like is, him too, but he, he like I, I don't. What I don't like is is seeing dudes just play irresponsible shots when they're playing for our nation. I don't like I, people playing irresponsible <laughs> shots at, at all. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I do like the look of Josh Phillippe and had we won this ga- the game, the second game, I would have liked to have seen Kerry make way for Phillippe anyway. You yeah. have told me many times in the past that you have a man crush on Josh Phillippe. I think he, he looks fantastic. He was pretty He's good a- in Cruel Intentions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I had to say Every it. time we mention it, every time his <laughs> name comes up, it was going to happen. That so are we going to bring up the fact that um, a wanger hit um, Steve Smith in the head again. Yeah, well, that's why he missed out. He got hit a by wanger. a throwdown. Throw a Throwdowns uh, in training. And then he went into the net. I think they kept him out of the second game as a precaution, so um, he should be ready and ready to go. Uh, I read an article. Lang has maybe said he looks a bit rusty, but, you know, Steve Smith, you'll face like 400,000 balls this afternoon in the nets and get himself back into gear. And again... Yeah. Class is class. You you know, back him to back him to do well. Like, I just I just want him to go out to the middle and do his little things because I love watching him do his like little odd. I got to work early tomorrow, so I really hope we win the toss and bat because <laughs> I just want to see Smudge do his thing. Yeah, and I don't have any sick leave left. Dang <laughs> <laughs> oh, it! Call him dead, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do us for another week. So make sure that you tune in to see our next episode because it's going to be a great one. It'll it's be a big a, one. We got Scotty our, back. Yeah, we're planning to have Scotty Look, back. If we have to go to his house and just pick him up, and, and just we'll just kidnap yeah. him. Even, a, even if he's in bed, we'll a, just, no, a nondescript van, just pull up, yoink, blankets and all. Yep. You know. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one. When no surprises, no spoilers. You'll have to tune in and listen. Um, hopefully, the Aussies. Like get up in this in this next uh, game that's coming up in the next hour or so. Super yeah. excited. Um, so overall, your thoughts. If we win, obviously, great tour. Lost <laughs> the T20s, which we're not super fussed about. Retain the number one overall ranking. Yeah. ODIs think, beating them in their backyard. Yeah. What I do, think what even if we, if lose? we win, there's, there's questions. What if we lose? So are we thinking it's a successful tour if we lose? <sighs> not successful in terms, but like, uh, are we happy with... Where we're at in terms of you know you know we've got all the handicaps of COVID and not having a running start at it. Uh, yeah, look, I was willing to accept loss in the twenty twenties, but I just yeah I think if you say that it's okay to lose to England because and and you make excuses, I think that's just making an excuse culture. Mm. Just. Look after your performances. You, sh- you shouldn't yeah. have been that rusty. We're Australia. We're not England. We don't exactly. Make excuses. Don't make excuses. Just own it. We didn't play good cricket. I'll take away from um, what we've seen so far is other than the final ten overs against the tail, our bowling has been exceptional. Yeah. Um, Just find someone really who, can, first who can stack those Yorkers in. Um, I like what Marcus Stoinis has provided. In this in this series, there's a lot of people thinking that he was probably on the international scrap heap, but I don't think that's the case. He's yeah. still got a little ways to go to make himself a a viable every game contributor, but I have no problems with him being in the squad. I would like to see him become more flexible with his batting to potentially bat in the middle order because I feel if he's going to get pigeonholed as someone that bats in the top three, we're not going to see a lot of him because Warner, Finch and Smith will occupy those spots more often than not. Um, you know, credit where credit's due. Big shout out to Mitch Marsh. He's played um, two, three games so far in this in this tour, um, and two of them he has been instrumental in Australia winning. So it pains me. We never stop <laughs> believing. Um, and that's all we want from him. We just want him to be a, a consistent contributor, same as everyone else. If he consistently contributes, 
think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's so, so what's your call, Aaron? What's going to happen? I, th- I think Australia's going to win. They're going to bounce back. Um, Who's going to do what? Uh, well, I would <laughs> certainly like to see Smith picked and come and score a fantastic Break 100. it down. Ball by ball. Ball by ball. All right. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be Wokes to Finch. Pitched up. Fifth stump line. Finch leaves. It's a cider. <laughs> All right, so you've got Smith scoring 100? I'd like – okay, well, I think, yeah. So I think um, I think Warner, unfortunately, will get done again. Um, he'll maybe get a bit of a start, but I think Archer will pick him up in the opening spell. Uh, like, see, so Finch and Smith really control the innings to somewhere near the 30s. I think maybe – and then um, – 30 overs. 30 overs, yep. Yeah. And uh, like see Smith going on to score a uh, hundred just to re-announce that I'm back. World cricket beware. No. Smudge is on the scene, and then just like to see guys like Marsh, um, Maxwell, Labuschagne, those guys really sort of tee off and get us to a score. I I think I'm pretty sure they're still playing on the same pitch, so I'd imagine yeah. somewhere probably two fifty to three hundred is going to be a good score, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. If they're playing on a new pitch. Then, you know, potentially somewhere around about that 300, 320. Obviously, I'm not there to check the, the, the ground conditions, so it's all speculation yeah. at this point. But, yeah, I'd like to see Smith get a good score, and I'd like to see Maxwell and Marsh continue contributing in the middle order. So you've picked everyone to do something. That's nice. Yeah. Glenn. Oh, uh, all right. Australia are going to win the toss. It's going to be heads. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I reckon, you know, like they'll put on a score that's just a little bit below par and uh, their bowlers are going to get them home at the end by bowling full and straight at the damn stumps. Well, Glenn's got his Because I, I haven't made that point enough, I'm sure. The listeners are, we can are, are, are quite... Send that over right before the game starts. And they can I'm, have a I'm beaming it over by, um, what do they call it? <laughs> Telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> yeah. All right, who's going to score the runs? Who's going to take wickets? Uh, uh, I think Marsh will take, take all of the wickets. No. All of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitchell Stark will uh, uh, take three... Zampa will take a couple, uh, and I just don't think they're going to find a way to get Hazelwood away. I just don't – they don't have answers there. Um, and, yeah, it's got to be Smithy who's going to be scoring, and I think Labuschagne might, might come to the party. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think uh, Finch, Finch will come out and score 100. He does bat well against England, so he does. And it's, not while I'm it's, watching the. It's it's time for the captain to stand up and uh, pull his big pants on and and go from there. I think yeah. Stark will clean up a few, right. and and Hazel will be fairly. Um, so you can tell we're all patriotic. Economical. None of us have predicted an England win or England doing anything of note. So <laughs> what it must be to live in our I, world. I, I, I yeah. do. I do reckon it'll be a uh, low, low slow turner. Yeah, they've got Rashid, and he he he's been bowling outstanding. All right, before we sign off and go, do we make any changes? So obviously we're talking Smith going in. Who are you taking out for Smith? I'd hate to say it, but probably Marsh. All uh, right. Uh, I think they'll they'll ditch Stoinis. I'm I afraid. Think, I think think they will, but I'd I'd prefer if they took out Marsh. It's it's a pity because Stoinis is in good form, but I think it just. I'll drop. You, you want you want Smith at three. Drop Alex Carey and make Warner keep. <laughs> I, I've got a couple of changes. I think Stoinis makes way for Smith. I think Kerry makes way for Wade. And I think Marsh makes way for Agar if they're playing on a really Ooh. low, slow turner. Ashton Agar. Um, to just get that extra bit of spin out. Um, if the pitch is going to be a newer one, I think the Agar will – Marsh will stay in and Agar won't come in. I'll go with the, the four quick bowling options. So if they think it's going to really be conducive to spin, I can see them going with the three quicks and then getting um, 30 overs of spin between Zamps, Agar and Maxwell. Um, if they're happy with the pitch conditions, I can see them sticking with the 40 overs of pace. Yeah. But yeah, cool. I, I definitely think Stoyness will make way for, for Smith. And I think that Kerry... I, I think Langer will play 
Carey. But I, if I was Langer, I would be replacing Carey with Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sends a pretty clear message. Stop playing <laughs> stupid sweep shots. Yeah. Well, not the, play the sweep. The sweep's a legitimate shot, but you know if it's not working for you, stop yeah. going back to that well. <laughs> yeah. I think the key, the, obviously, I talked about this with Glenn in the last game. The key is going to be how we play Adil Rashid. And if I was Justin Langer, I'd be going to the guys in his 10 overs. I don't want to see any more than one in his wickets column. I don't care if it's 30 runs in his runs column. Just don't go for wickets. Keep your wickets. If he goes any more than – if you go at three and a half and over or better, you call that a win, so long as he doesn't gut your middle order. Yeah, they, they kind of – I know they deploy the same sort of tactic against uh, Rashid Khan in the T20s. They used to do the same thing to Dan, Dan Vittori way back when. they just oh. see off – And then uh, the, and Chris Cairns had come running in. They did it back over his frigging head. But I think that's what they need to do. They just need to be like, all right, well, we just don't want to have – especially if it's going to be a wicket that's conducive to spin. Don't let Rashid gut your middle order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which well, is exactly- ideally, you don't even expose your middle order to Rashid. Yeah. Except that hasn't worked yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do us for another week. Like we said, tune in next time. It'll be a great episode for our 50th. In the meantime, go the Aussies. Let's hope you wrap this series up with a win and we can uh, move on to bigger and better things for this upcoming summer. Um, That's all us done for now. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. See you later. See ya. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.